Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Candace Montgomery about her ceremony at Seabreeze Point with a celebration at Mexico Vista. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she and her fiancé chose these locations and how they planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Candace. Hi. Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiancé decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. Well, the very beginning is always a very good place to start. (laughs) So we actually had a Disney engagement. And from that, we just were like, oh, let's start checking it out, seeing if this is really realistic, something we could do. The process, I'm sure some people who listen to this, the podcast a lot, know it can be quite daunting. And I actually immediately got your guide downloading it. And I was like, budget, can we actually do this? What's going to happen? And then realized that even going by strict minimums, we, we could do this. And quite frankly, would probably end up cheaper than if we did a hometown wedding with everyone that we would want to come there. So we were very polar trying to decide doing a very large event in our hometown of Memphis, Tennessee, or something a little more intimate, those that we talk to on a daily basis, friends and family at Disney. And we ended up going the Disney route and did not regret it at all. That's awesome. Did you end up doing any kind of at-home reception for the folks back home? At this point, we haven't. Our ceremony was December, so we got through the holidays. We've thought about it, but nothing in the works yet. So, Got it. Okay. So then how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? A lot of them had had suspicions that it might be at Disney. And of course, with Disney weddings in their timeline, we did what they call a ceremony and celebration, just the two-hour celebrations. So according to their timeline, we would get our contract at the year date. Our engagement was August of 2021 we had a lot of antsy people for several months we had to be like we don't know a date yet we don't have our contract we're not sure it all depends but ultimately once we once we got our letter of agreement our LOA and told everybody everyone was pretty excited and really quite quickly started saying they were asking for PTO we're letting bosses letting family members know and got really excited about it Oh, that's wonderful. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? This is a little bit of a funny one. We invited roughly 65 attendees. That would be adults and children. And as time got closer, we had families that came down, but they brought the grandparents in that family to babysit, essentially. So we originally thought we might have 10 or so children in attendance, but it ended up only being good friends of ours and they brought their daughter and she was our only child in attendance. So we, like I said, estimated originally about 65, 
told Disney 50 because we knew we could kind of volley and always add people later on and ended up the day of count, I believe was 45, 43, 45, somewhere in that. Okay. Got it. So did you set up a room block for your guests? Not intentionally. I did do the room block as required by Disney, but I did the the minimum number of nights, the minimum of 10 nights. We did one resort. We did Pop Century. I wanted, uh, since we were at Seabreeze Point, I thought the Skyliner would be really accessed for those that wanted to ride it, weren't afraid of heights, things like that. And we really encouraged our guests to go the travel agent route. And it worked in their benefit because Disney ended up coming out with a discount for Disney Plus subscribers, and they were able to actually get a cheaper rate that way and through the travel agent than through the room block rate. But we still had it as kind of a, I'm a contingency planner. I like the what ifs, the just in case. So we still had it in case anyone last minute was, oh gosh, I have plane tickets, but I don't have a room or something like that. So that's a great tip. Yeah. We played both sides. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you guys decide on the day of the week and time of day for your event? Honestly, because the way the pricing worked at that time, middle of the week was a little cheaper. That was really it. And I was a little afraid with the minimums and such for that. Past that, the date wasn't necessarily the biggest deal breaker for us. I sent a couple of dates. Jeremiah and I did make a hard cutoff of if we couldn't get a contract on or before December 15th, we were going to wait until 2023 for a wedding just because we, uh, Jeremiah's in healthcare. We had a lot of healthcare workers. Of course, our, our friends with family in the holidays, we, we would have felt horrible had we done it too close to the holidays and asking people to travel for that. So kind of internally with us, we set a thing between us that December 15th, if we couldn't get a date before then, then we would push it back. Um, But it ended up working out. And so when I sent the information to Disney, I listed a couple of dates, but most importantly was more location. These particular dates with these locations as a combination was the most important aspect as far as booking. Interesting. So then you didn't care about time of day or did you have a preferred time of day? I did not care time of day. I had a preference, but... So it was almost as if I sent an outline like you would do in elementary high school or something. I was like, you know, our preferred, and we did get our preferred date and time on a Tuesday, a 5 p.m. ceremony at Seabreeze Point. After that, I was like, or we could do a seven. I'm also open to these locations. So I kind of worked with our sales associate early on with the rankings and kind of how I ranked each one. So when it came up to the booking window that they were able to really take into consideration what our wishes were. That's a great idea. So then how did you choose your ceremony and celebration venues? As much as I would have loved to have had, you think of Disney, you think in front of the castle or tree of life or those park icons, uh, that would have been so cool. But for me and just to manage my internal brain and prone to anxiety person that I am, I I didn't even consider an in-park location with the logistics from that. I'm very much an early morning person. We had not so many early morning people in attendance at our wedding, and I, I wouldn't do that to them. So from that and looking at the guide, started looking at locations and which ones 
with our estimated at that time guest count with the kids of 65, which ones would accommodate us? And then which ones in my brain logistically made the most sense that we, Jeremiah and I were both okay with. And ultimately our two, our main spot was Seabrook's Point. Back up, I would not have minded Oak Manor Lawn, but we ended up getting really what we wanted. Like I said, working with that sales consultant to really put my priorities down, what was most important to us, the logistics of the day, how that would run. Seabreeze Point, he and I both love Boardwalk. We did engagement photos on Boardwalk. And so felt really lucky to be able to get it. That's great. And how did you choose to have your celebration dessert party at Mexico Vista? Oh, this is a little interesting story. In our letter of agreement, we actually booked you to France, which, oh. yes, since is no longer a solo dessert party location, I guess you could say, with the they're not allowing the food and beverage down below. You have to book oh. that upper terrace. Yeah. And so we we originally booked that in our letter of agreement, and I started seeing some some posts, some thoughts, some comments of things circling online. I was starting to get a little anxious about it, but I knew I knew we had that contract. So they they would have to work something out for us. And it was on our when we had our first planning call in September. We were going through everything, da 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 da. We get to the celebration and our planner and we have you at Mexico Vista and da 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 da. And I was just like, wait, excuse me? Huh? And she was like I think she thought something we were on this Zoom call. I think she thought something was about to be wrong. And did I hear Mexico Vista? And she said, yes, uh, let me look. And we have you moved to Mexico Vista. And I, I honestly started happy crying. And she was like, oh, my gosh, is everything OK? So Jeremiah had to, like, step in and lean to the camera. And he's like, no, I promise this is a good thing. You, like, just had a magic moment. I don't even know if you really expected that. And so for us, it was we we feel like we also got really lucky got that prime location in Mexico Vista. And that wasn't something we originally had planned for, but it was amazing. And so from then on, I think I was one of the happiest Disney brides out there. So <laughs> that's great. Yeah. The fireworks view from Mexico Vista is amazing. Oh my gosh. And Harmonious has my heart. And it was one of the hardest things I could do to stand still for those firework photos. But I was I was determined and David and Vicky and I, we, we plotted, we planned, and I'm so excited to see the firework photos that we got. <laughs> so it sounds like you used outside photography. Did you use any other outside vendors for your event? For photography, we had David and Vicki Arndt, and then we had Stacey Otto and her team for hair and makeup. And so day of the wedding, we had Jen that works very closely with Stacey come and do, um, do my hair and a few others do the bridesmaids. One of my bridesmaids is a DVC member. And so she had a two bedroom at the Riviera. That's where we got ready. And then the following days for the park shoots, it was Stacy came those bright and early mornings. And then I had Jen for Hollywood studios again. And then we had Catherine Martell as my steamer and day of coordinator. That's great. And then how did you choose your officiant? Our officiant was a good friend, good friend of mine I've known since preschool, actually. Our original plan was to have two officiants, two good friends, do the ceremony, and then things happen, life happens. So he entered the the wedding party, and we had Peter Collin, who I've, again, known since preschool. Jeremiah and I, again, to kind of manage my anxiety, what-if brain, took care of things very privately, 
back home shortly before the wedding so that we didn't have to worry about mailing off a marriage license or getting down to Florida, any of the extra paperwork, or even taking it down there and it getting lost. So we, we, we did the legal legal aspect of it in, uh, in Tennessee and took care of that. And so we were really able to go down and just have fun. And that also meant it could be a ceremony that was really personalized to us. And yeah, we made it really fun. I wrote it. He did a great job doing it. And it was, to me, it was one of, one of the best moments having someone that I've known for so long. That's great friends with me and Jeremiah be up there and really made the wedding what we wanted it to be about, about us and spending time with our friends. That's wonderful. So then for the ceremony or the celebration, did you add any kind of entertainment? No, we might be the most boring couple you've had on here. (laughs) Uh, We (laughs) did the ceremony. We had a little bit of a break in between ceremony and celebration, boarding the transportation, and our guests were able to enjoy all those conveniences on boardwalk, the ice cream shop, Joe's margarita and snack stand and abracadabra. And then we had, we of course had food. We had a full bar and plenty of food at the celebration, but no, the only, the only entertainment were, was the the pre-planned fireworks that are done every night. (laughs) Pretty great entertainment. (laughs) Yes. So (laughs) (laughs) did you add a ride mix in after the fireworks? We did. We did a ride mix in on Soren and we, I'm to this day, do not know how we were able to keep it such a surprise for so long, but our guests did not know until we got back on the bus and we announced it as we were heading to Soren. And so it was a, people thought we were done with the night, headed back to hotels. And we were like, guys, we have one more surprise. I was losing my voice by this point and then too many park days beforehand. So Jeremiah got up and announced it, but we, it was really a surprise to the last minute. And that was, that was another, another great moment looking back, just the, the private feel and being able to ride Soren with with a huge group of friends and the comments we heard and people talking and we could be like, Oh, we think so-and-so said this or so-and-so laughed at this part or jumped at this part. And it was a great time. (laughs) Do you have any menu items from your celebration that you would recommend? Oh my gosh, all of them. So our menu items, we did the nacho grande bar who doesn't love nachos. We, (laughs) we did the cheeseburger, egg rolls, uh, which are some of our favorites. And then this is a little unique item I haven't seen in in research and looking. We did the peanut butter and jelly wings from Steakhouse 71. They didn't actually in the BEO call them peanut butter and jelly wings, but they were inspired by Steakhouse 71's peanut butter and jelly wings. And that's wings are one of Jeremiah's favorite foods. And so we did that. And then we did a sweet and savory waffle bar kind of as a dessert. We did not have wedding cake, neither he nor I like cake. And we just said, eh, we don't like it. We're not going to do it. So we did some Dole Whip cream puffs and some cheesecakes kind of as a, and a key lime tarts as a key lime is my favorite dessert. Cheesecake is his. We both love Dole Whips. And uh, so we really made the wedding, like I said, about us and friends and family. And then to share a few of our favorite things about Disney. That's wonderful. Now, you guys did pre-park opening portrait sessions in all four parks. Can you talk a little bit about how that worked doing photo shoots on multiple days? 
Yes. So going back, this is another thing, kind of watching comments and seeing things. And of course, in December, Epcot has Festival of the Holidays. And with the park opening earlier and not sure what was going on, I was really nervous that it could have the chance of being cut. So very early on in the process, when I was still with our sales consultant, I didn't even have a planner assigned yet contacted them and really right under the subject line question first am i in jeopardy of losing all four park shoots this is what i've heard i want to check and see if this is what's actually going on and if there's anything we can do about that and and they acknowledged that that was they had actually just gotten word the department had just gotten word that the disney fine art photography was starting to limit those double days of Epcot and one other park due to park opening and was able to get me scheduled in the very last day that we were there on that Sunday to make sure that I had all four parks. And I'm very, very grateful for that because I I would have cried had I not been able to get all four parks. And Epcot is Jeremiah's favorite. It's, I, I go between two, either Animal Kingdom or Epcot. So we had, we were good. It was in our LOA. We had all four days. So we, the day after the wedding, very early start, had Magic Kingdom, followed by Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom, and then Epcot. And did you have hair and makeup come out every single day? We did. Uh, we had, again, Stacy Otto and then Jen, who works very closely with Stacy, come out. I had Stacy for three of them, and I had Jen for Hollywood Studios. This is something I actually just talked to another bride about to kind of bring up some other thoughts about it, because... Those are early mornings. I, I am an early morning person, but getting up at that 2.30, a.m. to allow it to have time, I know I was moving a lot slower. The other thoughts I added in were it gives you someone else to get dressed, especially, you know, I think women's clothing in general, zippers, like if they're in the back, they're hard to get up no matter what. So then if you start adding in skirts and corset dresses or long veils and placement, is your partner... Are they going to want to be dressed 30 minutes before you to help you with that or vice versa? Are you going to be able to be dressed before them so that they can help you and then go get dressed and kind of the logistics of the morning? So I I loved having it. It gave me someone to talk to, to wake up with, to get going, get energized, help me get dressed. And it, I, it really made Jeremiah's mornings more relaxed as well. I'll speak on his behalf, not having to worry about tying a corset back and, and get going and, and juggling. And so I would, I would really encourage having hair and makeup come back, whoever you choose come back. Cause it, it does help out. They had that down to a science with the timeline on when you need to get going and what needs to happen. And even if it comes down to it, pinning that veil or sewing it in your hair, their mornings in Florida can be windy. And especially if you have a long cathedral chapel veil with embellishments and they do a veil toss photo, there was one day the wind called it and it flew out of my hair and we had extra, yeah, we had extra pins in it because Stacy walked in and was like, okay, it's really windy today. We need to take action. And I went back the next day and I was like, you know, it still happened. And so can we, can we do it a little extra? Can we add a little bit extra to it? That was for the last day for the Epcot day. And so and I mentioned I had Catherine, I think Catherine might have spent as much time steaming for us. I know 
I had four different looks for each of the photo shoots. Not quite a different dress, but I did have a little bit different looks. So I didn't do the same exact style every day. Also didn't do the same exact veil every day. And some of my veils were the cathedral or they had that embellishment. And so, yeah, the wind called it and just it kept on going. <laughs> did you get it back? Oh, gosh, yes. It didn't like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, it did not. It was at Animal Kingdom. So it didn't like end up in the river or anything. Oh, I would have. That would have been crazy. It just it flew a couple of maybe a couple of yards. Um, and we yes, we got it back in there, got it pinned. But each of Eltal's photo, we were now doing another pre prep step of really making sure it was pushed down in there. It hadn't moved from the last photo or gotten caught you know, caught on the back of the dress or caught on kind of the concrete. And yeah, so it, it had some detail to it, some nature, plant, vine detail in the veil. And so it was heavier at the end. And I think when I would go to take a step forward, the veil kind of took hold of the concrete and would just stay with it. So it kind of lift in my hair. So we were pushing it back down and getting ready for veil tosses that way. So, but made for fun memories. <laughs> <laughs> and great pictures. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so going back to the wedding day, can you give my listeners a timeline of how that fit together? Absolutely. So wedding day, again, one of my bridesmaids is a DVC member and graciously got us a two-bedroom at the Riviera. Jen and two others with Stacy's team met us there at 7 a.m. They got going. They did five bridesmaids and then mother of the bride, mother of the groom and myself for hair and makeup. They actually finished early. They were scheduled from seven to noon and right about 11, maybe shortly after 11, they were done. And my bridesmaids and I got a really cool 30, 45 minutes just to hang out. We had a few extra mimosas, had a good time. And I remember kind of sitting there thinking, Hey, holy cow, we're actually ahead of schedule. When does that happen in weddings? And B, like, I'm really excited this can happen because I know the rest of the day is is just going to fly by. So we, we had a good time there. Uh, bridesmaids were dressed and ready by noon. That is when David and Vicki met us at the room for those in-room kind of getting ready photos, flat lay photos. We did a bridesmaid's first look, all of that. We were able to get some photos down in the courtyard. I am a photo fanatic. I love photos. I want all the photos ever of everything. Jeremiah, not so much. He was like, um, as long as I get one of just me and the boys, I'm good. So I, I took advantage of that. And I was like, we'll do a little mini bridal party kind of shoot. So we did that at the Riviera. From that point, David and Vicki went on to meet up with Jeremiah at Boardwalk, take his so coveted groom and groomsman photo group photo that he wanted and get ready for first look bridesmaids and I took two minivans from the Riviera to boardwalk which was a lot of fun I know the cast members that that do that and they offer that through Lyft they they felt so so happy so so grateful that they could help out on a wedding day and our driver was driver was amazing and let me pose with the minivan as we got to boardwalk and that was kind of fun something a little unique so we did the rideshare thing, took the minivan, and then we walked in, got into first look. By that point, it was roughly 2, I'll call it between 2 and 
did first look and then started doing full wedding party photos on the boardwalk. We were able to get some by the tree there and go in and around. And then Jeremiah and I went off for our own little private shoot in and around boardwalk over down by Atlantic dance hall and do that. And then by that time, wrapping it up, it was getting closer to ceremony time. So around four 3440, Vicky took Jeremiah and me up to a room right off the parlor at Boardwalk, kind of for some quiet time. We took a few photos there. David was down with the wedding party, getting ready to get the lineup going, get everything started. And ceremony, to my knowledge, started right at five. We were right on time. We took photos after. One thing that we did do, again, making this about us and our friends and family, especially the ones that were able to make it down. We took group shots, um, some from his college friends and their spouses. Jeremiah and I worked together for many years. Um, and so we took a pharmacy photo is what we called it. Friends that we met through our careers in pharmacy that he met through pharmacy school. And so little, little kind of fun group shots and then one big one. And then our guest enjoyed some free time along the boardwalk as he and I got some more sunset photos with David and Vicki. We loaded transportation back at the boardwalk um, in front of Boardwalk Villas at seven and were transported backstage to Epcot and escorted into Mexico Vista. And we, we got there. They were right on schedule. Fireworks started because of candlelight processional at 930. So it was a little off because Epcot fireworks always start at nine. Like that seems like it should be in the I don't know, Disney Ten Commandments, except for, <laughs> you know, except for candlelight processional. So they were at 930. So we, yeah, we started our dessert party at 730. We were able to kind of extend it 30 minutes due to that firework change. And so we were, yeah, we were able to start food service at 730 and have that run for a full two hours until 930. Everyone loved watching Harmonious at 930. And then did the ride mix in from about 10 to 11 and got back on transportation. And we were getting back to Boardwalk Villas. I think it was about 1130. And I remember thinking, oh, I get a nap tonight. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what time did you have to get up for your photos the next day? The next morning, uh, Stacy was there at 3 a.m. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a nap. <laughs> and we were, yes. And we were, because Disney Fine Art Photography pickup time was at 530. So she arrived at, yeah, at three. And I, oh my gosh, I don't know if it was the ride mix in or the bus. We picked up my skirt and everything, but it was, it had black on it. I have a <gasps> video of these black marks, but again, I'm a, I'm a what if contingency planner. I took spot spray with me. And so I remember it probably took me an hour. I was cleaning and spot spraying my dress, trying to get all the black out. And I remember, I remember it being after midnight and I yelled at Jeremiah and I said, why didn't Cinderella warn me all the helpers left at midnight? And I was just like, <laughs> why can't she send some of her like helping cleaning crew? I could really use them, but it was a lot of fun. You rally, you get through it's Disney the least amount of sleep I get in my life is at Disney. So the wedding was no exception. <laughs> okay. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? 
the most important aspects for us were again spending spending time with the people that we invited that made it down and everything so to us that and sharing our favorite things so to us that meant the food and drink and the fireworks and then a ride mix in just our our few little favorite things about disney and then being on the boardwalk area just how fun that area is. So yeah, we wanted to share a few of our favorite things. And so we we went above our minimum for the requirement for the celebration. Um, the pricing we were under was the older pricing. And so we only had that $50 minimum and we, we went a bit over it with food and beverage. But to us, it was worth it. That's great. And then what aspects were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? So the the least important thing to me was was honestly floral. I'm not a huge floral person. I love like my flower bed and doing that or my hanging baskets, but I just, I personally couldn't justify stuff on the aisle or bouquets or anything. We did end up doing very small kind of Christmas inspired. It had some pine, some eucalyptus greenery, essentially. Uh, We had six very small pieces that hung on the side of the first, third, and fifth aisle on each side. And that was the only decor we did. Also, I'll say I saved I saved the money without the bouquets, but I, I definitely spent the time. I made crystallized lunch boxes for my bridesmaids to carry down the aisle. And um, those took about, I'm going to say roughly about 12 hours each wow. that I made them. But that was important to me because I um, am a type one diabetic as well as two of my bridesmaids. And then what bridesmaid doesn't need something to stash something somewhere the day of the wedding, extra tide packets, touch up lipstick, you know, lip gloss stuff. We have stuff. So um, that was kind of, it kind of served a dual purpose that it provided a place to carry, to keep stuff with you, but also we could shove, you know, some sugar, some candy, some juices in the box as well, if, if need be. So we, we did no personal floral and ordered just lapel pins for the groomsmen to wear. And that's what we did for that. And so that kind of cut the money and we were able to put that to the food beverage ride mix in and photographs, our photograph budget was a chunk of our budget between having 10 hours of photography the day of and then the four in-park photo shoots. Okay. So out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Oh my gosh, that is such a hard one. Specifically wedding day. uh, Can I have a tie? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I am such a huge Harmonious fan. So that to me, getting to do that and view it from Mexico and be able to have those pictures was a huge, a huge one for me and and one of my absolute favorites. As far as kind of a, I guess, a more combined moment, I really, looking back, one of my favorite moments was that time in between our ceremony and boarding transportation where we walked from Seabreeze Point back over to Boardwalk Villas and we saw little splotches of our guests sitting here enjoying ice cream over here, eating a snack over here at Abracadabra. And we were able just to kind of stop and chime in and talk and really have a, a moment with them not having to worry about anything else because all of our vendors were setting up for the next big thing. And so it was just us getting to be with them and, and hang out and have a good time. So those two are really tied for me. 
That's wonderful. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Honestly, no. I think I think everything went the way we wanted. Uh, neither Jeremiah nor I are big extravagant people or need a big show or anything like that. So everything went went pretty pretty smoothly, and, and we got the photos. I, I know there were times that it probably got a little tight or maybe a little more rushed, but in the grand scheme of things, it it didn't feel that way. And looking back, nothing nothing was left out or or anything like that. So. I think it went off quite honestly better than I thought it probably would. (laughs) (laughs) And then was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? Yeah. So in the planning process, I remember the downtime in between the ceremony and celebration, our planner kind of kept wanting to focus on that. And what are you going to do? Where are you going to be? And these questions. And I was like, okay, well, being diabetic, who knows? I might need to go deal with that. Or I don't, I might need to, we want to give our guests a bathroom break, freshen up lipstick. We need a minute. But then the day of, it was just, okay, have fun. Be back here to board transportation. If you don't get on the bus, you're lost forever. Goodbye. Um, (laughs) No, it was just, yeah, it was just very (laughs) be here back by this time. And they didn't seem to really care that our guests would be wandering around boardwalk or anything like that. So that was a little, I'm very glad that happened, but I was taken back a little bit that through the process, it seemed so we need to structure every minute of your day and know where you're going to be at. And I totally understand that with the multiple weddings at multiple times at specific sites. But then the day of, it was just, okay, have fun. Hmm. And I was like, okay. Interesting. Okay. And then was there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Honestly, no. Like I said, everything seemed to turn out the way it was. And as far as the particular wedding is concerned, no, I thought it was great. We did have several park days beforehand. Uh, We did an unofficial kind of get together drinking around the world at Epcot. I think looking back, I might have encouraged some of the people that stayed later in the week to try to adjust and come earlier. We We are very, very thankful for for our guests that met up with us beforehand, we did the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party on Sunday night, met at Epcot on Monday, and I have so many great photos and ride photos. And, you know, how many times can you, well, at this point, I guess you can't anymore. How many times can you fill a Splash Mountain boat with all of your friends? Um, <laughs> that, you know, I guess technically now it, it, that can never happen again with the ride retheme, which is totally fine. I'm, I'm so looking forward to the retheme, but, um, you know, we're filling an entire elevator for Tower of Terror with all of your friends. So I'm so thankful for the ones that that met up with us in different countries and called a photo with us and as we were doing that. So but wedding day, everything was great. We wanted it to be about us and our friendships and, and all of that and the hanging out. And I'm, I'm really thankful for the friends that made the time to to hang out with us in the parks and everything. That's great. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? Yes. I don't know if anyone out there is like me in talking with your planner. Start with what question you have. It really made me kind of focus my emails and not start to ramble or like just spill words. And so um, I think and I know kind of on the back end of things, my planner said that that was helpful, too, and oftentimes could do a quick glance and then really focus the email and the response from a planning standpoint. 
also the other kind of cool thing. And I know our day of planners with Disney and then even, even Catherine with day of, I did my bustle on my dress was what's called a ballroom bustle, but I did it with snaps. So no crochet hook or really tight thing needed Uh, work with your work with your seamstress, your alterations person. But I had, about nine snaps, very small snaps across the back. So we could flip the tail of the dress up and bustle it, easily pop it back down. They were magnetic snaps, and I thought they were fabulous. <laughs> That's a great tip. Well, Candace, I think you offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. I hope somebody can find this interesting and helpful and I wish them all the best on their journey and all the best to you in the rest of your episodes. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>